Hello, and welcome to the Adulting is Easy podcast, where we make adulting easier by making money easier. This is your host, Lauren. And I'm joined today by Logan Haskett, a 24-year-old real estate investor located in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who is from Kansas City, Missouri. A former HVAC technician, Logan started a wholesaling real estate company at 21 years old. He grew it into a nationwide wholesale company doing deals in 48 states. After exiting the wholesale business in 2021, Logan is currently focused on buy and holds and preparing to welcome his baby girl. Thanks for joining me, Logan, and congratulations on the, the new baby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you. Absolutely. I'm excited about it. And I do want to let everybody know that this episode is brought to all of you by Steadily Insurance. Steadily covers many kinds of properties, single family, multifamily, vacant, restorations, apartment buildings, condos, and manufactured homes. They also cover Airbnbs and VRBOs, which if you've listened to this at all, you know I am heavily invested in. So if you rent property to others, support this podcast by clicking the link in the show notes and getting a quote today. So Logan, our goal for today is to make adulting easier for listeners by discussing a personal finance topic since managing money is a huge part of adulting. And today let's talk about getting started in real estate in 2023. But before we get into that, I'm curious, why did you get into real estate in the first place? Um, I got into real estate because when I was an HVAC technician, you know, I was working really long hours during the summer here in Oklahoma, it gets super hot. And so, you know, I was working 60, 70 hours every week, very labor intensive job. And I knew that wasn't what my end goal was, at least. So I saw uh, one of my buddies in Kansas City uh, making a lot of money. And so I asked him what he was doing. And he said he was uh, wholesaling real estate. And so I actually just started listening to podcasts. Max Maxwell, if you're familiar with him. I was listening to his podcast a lot and he always had guys on there that were talking about wholesaling. And so I actually joined a uh, mentorship group from a guy named Tommy Holt out in Atlanta. And he was my first mentor in real estate and really kind of uh, showed me the beginning steps of wholesaling. From there, the, the rest has been history. Interesting. Okay. So you saw somebody else making some money. How'd you know that that person was making money? Uh, they were posting checks on their Instagram stories and, and they were posting videos of them walking houses and stuff. And, and uh, you know, he was only a year older than me. So I knew he didn't have like a ton of capital to really, or at least I, that's what I thought. He didn't have a ton of capital to, to throw at real estate. So I was just genuinely curious at how he was, you know, buying properties and turns out he was wholesaling. So. Gotcha. Okay. So pretty straightforward that that person was making money. They were literally posting checks. Okay. So this, this person's making money. You ended up getting a mentor. So mentoring can get kind of a bad rap, especially if it's paid. So I'm glad to hear that that worked out for you. Do you have anything that you want people to know about that? One, it was really affordable and Tommy's just a really good dude. Uh, we become personal friends. I've, I've literally been to his, uh, his house in Atlanta. That's the reason I joined it. It was because it was affordable. I think it was 50 bucks a month. Uh, I actually booked a call with him too. It was like a hundred bucks or something. And that's when I was trying to do wholesaling just on my own. And he was just brutally honest with me and I respect people like that. And so just from, from my judge of character, I knew that he was somebody that I wanted to, to learn from in the real estate game. And he was a no BS kind of guy, you know, would actually sit down and show you the raw numbers of, of his company. So I knew that uh, he would, he was a good mentor for sure. 
Gotcha. Okay. So he was into this friend that you saw was into wholesaling. This mentor is into wholesaling. Can you tell people what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So wholesaling is, I like to simple it down and just call it flipping contracts because that's essentially what it is. So if you get a house under contract for a hundred thousand and you sell the contract for 120,000, you keep that $20,000 split. And so typically, you know, there's no wrong or right way or even traditional way you can do it with on-market properties if you do it correctly and you can do it with off-market. I focus on off-market and then you get it under contract and you sell that contract to an end investor, but it's usually a deeply discounted property. So um, properties that are distressed. So anyone that's listening, don't try to go put a you know retail home under contract to wholesale it. <laughs> Yeah, you can't pay market price and then flip it, like flip the contract. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work like that. And I love how you described that, right? And there is out there a place for wholesalers. We had the Monopoly Bros on a few episodes back and they were talking about wholesaling. There's a total market for it. There's a place for them in the real estate investing game. Uh, when you got into wholesaling, were you like immediately successful? Yes and no. I mean, it took me you know, four months to get my first deal. And I'll tell you a funny story about that. But uh, I, you know, kind of hate to admit it because I really hate liars, but I was lying to my boss at the HVAC company I was working for that I had to go to doctor's appointments, family arrangements, etc. cetera, uh, because I just literally didn't have time to go on appointments to meet with sellers. So it was kind of, you know, just it took what it took. After that first deal, I sold the contract and I only made $2,500 and I'm not recommending this at all to your listeners, but I quit my job within a week after that because I just saw how possible it was to work for my, for myself. But, um, looking back on it, you know, uh, probably a really irresponsible decision <laughs> that I made and, uh, it almost broke me, but hey, here I am today. So, so you made $2,500. There is something about that first bit that you make on your own that didn't come from a job that just it's mm -hmm. so much more rewarding and gratifying than any check I've ever gotten for my job no matter how big that is even like a a small sponsorship deal or something for this podcast I'm like that is so much more rewarding than these commission checks I get yeah. for my sales job a hundred percent yeah it, it's funny too because um you know, uh, when you're in a mentorship group and you have other people wholesaling and people are talking about their deals, uh, $2,500 is a small deal. And so I was honestly, I was really happy that I did my first real estate transaction. But I remember I called my dad and I was like, uh, yeah, but it's only 2500 bucks." And, and uh, I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, dude, 99% of people in America never make $2,500 on like a side gig. And I was like, man, that's that's true. So that always stuck with me for sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just like you said, whenever you get that, you know, first initial feel of like, wow, this is actually possible and, you know, I can make money on my own. It is, it's a pretty much life-changing, um, experience. Well, you literally changed your life because the next week that was not your side thing anymore. That was your main thing. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> so can you tell us more about that first deal? other than the 2,500 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually interesting. It was a, um, this is definitely not how many people 
do their first deal, but it, I sold the house on a contract for deed terms. It was pretty funny because the buyer, you know, knew that I had no idea what I was doing. And he, uh, <laughs> he actually wrote up a contract for me, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he was a really cool dude. He helped me out with the seller and the seller was, uh, you know, just, he just wanted out of the deal. So he was willing to do terms and, uh, that's how we did it. But I don't know if there's many people that their first real estate deal, they do a creative finance deal, but I'm glad that it happened to me because it taught me all about it on my very first one. Absolutely. Creative financing is, it's not anything I explored until much later on. And I think probably a lot of people do that. So I can't imagine what that would do to a young investor. And how old did you say you were at the time? Yeah, I was 21. So yeah, it was a, it was an intimidating process for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just question about the HVAC thing. Did you ever think I'm going to open an HVAC business and run that and get people to work for me? Did you ever consider that being kind of entrepreneurial, but also having that technician background? I, I always wonder about, about those kinds of folks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to transition into sales because sales is kind of like, I guess, one of my passions anyways. But when you get in the industry, you learn that those sales guys hold those jobs forever. And so you're not going to get that job unless they leave. And, you know, I wasn't willing to stay at a company for 10 years to hope to get to apply for a job that I'm not promised. But yeah, I also thought about opening my own company. And I know this is getting released at a later date. And I did say that I was announcing a new company that uh, I built. And uh, I actually just started an HVAC company. Oh, there you go. So breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this this comes out uh, late February. So the news will be far Sweet. and wide by yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Congrats. Good. My husband and I, um, being in real estate, we're dealing with a lot of trades constantly. And we always kind of think like, man, if we put our, uh, our business minds to this, I feel like we could do a better job than most of these people. Obviously, yeah. the human beings that are doing the work are hugely important. Right. But my husband is, you know, he has an engineering firm, so he does have, you know, engineers that work for him and stuff. And it's, you know, we feel like it would be kind of similar. But some of that, it's just like how they take calls, whether they have an answering service, how they send out quotes, how they follow up, you know, the scheduling, all of those things. I feel like sometimes if you put just some rigor and some entrepreneurial mindset behind it, you could really, really succeed. And you already have the actual technician background. So that's why I ask. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give uh, some friendly advice to people out there looking to start a business. Just like Lauren is saying, 99% of businesses suck. And it's just the truth. I mean, they're pretty terrible about most things. If you can just show up, you've already completed half the battle. And if you please the customer, I mean, you, you pretty much, uh, I don't want to say guaranteed to succeed, but um, it's a big part of it for sure. But yeah, I mean, with, uh, with real estate, I've done a lot of different things. I had a roofing company at one point. And it was just a bad partnership that we ended, but, um, you know, it made me an extra $80,000 that year. So there's, once you get into something like real estate, that's why I love it. There's so many sectors to it where you can monetize a bunch of different things. Yep. I had a guy on recently, they're going to open up a flower shop 
just got into like rentals and they're going to lease that space and open a flower shop, right? And I was like, that is so cool. You know, real estate is a business, right? So as long as long as you as soon as you start thinking about it like that, it's almost kind of this natural thing to to get into these other areas. But I wanted to ask about the about the wholesaling. Uh, we heard in your bio that you got into it. You did deals in 48 states and then you kind of like got in, got the t-shirt, got out of there. Why was that? I just don't love the business model of it. Not necessarily the business model. I don't love the things that come with the company. When you're dealing with uh, distressed sellers, unless you have a massive team, and this is all my opinion, but you're pretty much working nonstop because I mean, distressed sellers are going to text you at 9 p.m. They don't care what time it is. When you got to get things done for people that are in terrible situations like that, you have to get them done. And so it's very hands-on business in my opinion. And also I didn't like the fact that um, it's a business where we would do six figure months and then do $0 months the next month. I didn't like the extreme marketing costs that came with it because With me doing deals in 48 states, I had to do SEO marketing. So we were spending, you know, north of 20 grand a month just on marketing. And obviously, you know, when we have six figure months, you're, you're making good money, but you know, I, I, the, the real wealth in real estate is buying it. So it took a lot of focus away from me buying real estate, even though I was buying real estate when I owned the company, but I just uh, decided to go hundred percent on the, on the buying side. And when, how long, um, so how long did you wholesale versus how long have you been doing kind of focused on the buy and hold? Uh, I guess I've really only been like a hundred percent focused on the buy and hold for about a year and a half now. So, you know, three years wholesaling. Okay. So what does your portfolio look like now? It's all single family and small multifamily. Small multi being under um, four units or under? Yeah. Four units or under. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So what are your goals for the portfolio now? That's a good question. I don't know. I just want to own a lot of real estate. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I want to learn about, you know, different sectors. I'm pretty fascinated. You know, we met on Twitter and uh, I'm pretty fascinated by the groups of real estate guys on there, like the storage guys. They're like such a tight knit group on there. Their, Their model is super interesting. I was actually planning on a development. I I own a lot right now that um, rezoned a multifamily and uh, got it approved for 33 units. And we were supposed to break ground this year, but with the interest rates the way that they are right now, we don't want to start construction with a variable interest rate because you know that's a great way to uh, lose the project. <laughs> so kind of just uh, hanging on to that land right now. And then when everything settles down, we'll be developing that, breaking ground on that. Okay, so you're going to go from four units or less to 33. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that was, uh, it was, uh, it's kind of disappointing, you know, but it is what it is. The market changes because I've, I felt like that was my catapult into a bigger multifamily, you know, something like that on my books, class A asset, the banks love it. Um, something that I can put a huge line of credit on, but uh, it just didn't work out at, at this time, but it will in the future, so. What's your favorite thing about investing in real estate? Probably the freedom that comes with it. I can literally, if I don't want to work, I don't have many of those days, but if I don't want to do anything, I can do that. And uh, I just love how, how lucrative it is, how, how many sectors of real estate there are. 
you know, like I still even wholesale here and there today, you know, if, if I have a deal sent to me that falls in my lap and I, and I, and I don't want to buy it and I can sell it and make a good wholesale fee on it, I will. So I just love how many different ways you can make money, how creative you can get with it. I love how creative you can get on um, underwriting, uh, negotiating with sellers. You know, you even get to sharpen up on your sales skills with sellers. So it's just an industry that has so many things involved with it. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, we've covered some of them on this podcast. I mean, we 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 talked about wholesaling. We've talked about buy and hold. Obviously, I I always talk about the you know the short term rental game. There's those large multis. There's I mean, you can do value add investing or you can buy. I know people that buy land and they're investing and they're basically betting that just the land is going to appreciate and they're going to sell it to a developer one day. I know I'm missing a lot, but there's just there's so much that you can do in real estate. And I encourage people often in my coaching sessions or things like that to start just start with one thing, right? Get your criteria, start with one thing and it's okay to change. It's okay to do wholesaling for three years in 48 States and then decide, you know what, I'm going to be a buy and hold investor now. Or I started with single family and then small multi, and now I have a six unit, which is still relatively small, but you don't get the benefits of those conventional loans. But right. So, and now I'm, I started with long-term rentals and now I'm doing short-term rentals. And I think you can kind of, for lack of a better word, bounce around a little bit and see kind of what strikes your fancy and, and what you want to do. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, with somebody listening that's trying to get into real estate, it can be really overwhelming because there are so many things that you can do in real estate. But uh, I'll just say it bluntly. I don't believe in the guys that say, you know, focus on one thing a hundred percent. That's where all your focus goes. You guys can do multiple things and still find success in it. in, in my opinion, and I forgot to mention in, in my portfolio, we, I have Airbnbs as well short-term rentals. So. So when, if, if you were getting started now in real estate, would you wholesale again to start? Yeah, I probably would. I probably would. It it teaches you how to structure a, a deal, how to make sure a deal is a deal. And it kind of, I mean, at least it gets you to the closing table and through that process as well. So you're already familiar with all that. And it's also a great way to build capital with a very little capital starting out, there's ways to do it where you can, you know, invest very little capital. I'm like what? Well, my favorite all time still do it to this day is uh, driving for dollars. So you drive around in neighborhoods, you're looking for distressed houses. If you, um, you know, write it in your phone, the address, look the owner up on the County assessor in your County, try to use as many free resources as you can to find their phone number give them a call, ask if they want to sell. Um, I've even messaged people on Facebook. I've found their emails. I mean, unless they're dead, there's a way to find the seller is, is, uh, is my motto. <laughs> and then if they're dead, there's a way to find the seller, ironically. so Yeah, somebody else owns it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you would still do wholesaling. You would do the driving for dollars. Would you still get a mentor? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if it's uh, something that you can afford, uh, I don't see why not, because there's someone there that can help you throughout the process. And when you first start in something like you're going to be making silly mistakes throughout the way, you know, uh, I remember sending houses to Tommy and he's like, bro, you cannot wholesale this new build, you know, <laughs> it's just not possible. <laughs> so you do silly things like that. And at least you have, you know, a shoulder to lean on and somebody to ask questions to and they can give you, you know, valuable feedback. 
So yeah, I do think a, a mentor is important for sure. And if you were starting out, what else would you do to kind of learn about real estate? Um, I mean, just, just learn as much as you can, um, through like podcasts. There's so many YouTube videos out by now, obviously connecting with people. You know, we met on Twitter. Twitter is a great tool to connect with people. I'm, I'm meeting all kinds of people in real estate on Twitter and it's awesome. Getting around the right people, going to your local uh, RIA meetings, which is a uh, real estate investor associations. They're free most of the time. You can look them up on Facebook, you know, type in the city you live in and RIA on Facebook and go to their meetings and you can meet buyers there. You can meet wholesalers. You can meet developers. Um, there's all kinds of guys there. And usually the the people who run the RIAs are really big players in your market. So you can learn a lot from them and they bring in a lot of guest speakers and stuff like that. So I think that's a great tool to to learn in real estate. And especially if you, if you are getting into real estate and you want to get into wholesaling and you're thinking, I don't have enough, uh, or I don't have any buyers. Well, when I first got into wholesaling, that's exactly what I did is I presented a deal at a RIA meeting. They, they had a time where they let wholesalers come up and present deals to the, to the audience. So Logan, that's great advice. What is something that listeners then can do this week to get them ready to invest in real estate? This week I would first search for your uh, city's RIA. I would join it on Facebook um, connect with people on there, connect with people on Twitter, Instagram, anything that you can connect with people on. Um, and if you're looking to get into wholesaling, uh, start driving for dollars this week and start marking down properties. Start start to call owners and start to get familiar with cold calling and getting comfortable with it. Well, that's that's awesome advice. Is there anything else you want to add, Logan, before you wrap up? If you're if you're looking into real estate. To get into real estate, it's a uh, it can be a tough game at times, but uh, just remember that it's made more millionaires than any other industry. I don't care what the life insurance guys say; that's that's bullshit. They did not uh, create the most millionaires. Real estate definitely did. Just keep on with it and keep finding good deals and keep buying them. Love it. Yep. Remember why you got started. Yeah, when it gets 100%, hard. Hundred percent. Can you tell people how to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Instagram is at Logan Invests, and then everything else is just at Logan Haskett. So Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, um, everything else is Logan Haskett. So, and if you look me up on Instagram under my name, you'll find me. Gotcha. Cool. All right, I got that. That's in the show notes. Everybody, you can follow me on Twitter at Adulting Is Easy. I started a YouTube channel as well. It's at Adulting Is Easy. Please, please, please subscribe. I'm also on Facebook, or you can email me at realadultingiseasy at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Hopefully, Logan and I have made adulting a little easier for you. Hey, everybody, it's Lauren again. Thank you so much for your support of the show over the last four years. I'm launching a new way for you to support the show, and that's via donations via Cash App. I will put the link in the show notes from now on. If you donate $20, I'll shout you out on the show. If you donate $50, I'll shout you out and send you a t-shirt. If you can't afford to donate right now, that's okay. You can also support the show by telling someone about it. 
tell them verbally, tell them via email, or share on social media if you're getting value. I really appreciate you guys. And please don't forget to email me with feedback or ideas at realadultingiseasy at gmail.com. Thanks again.